from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Carly. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. Today, in honor of the NBA Finals, I'm about to surprise myself and you guys, I'm giving you tips on how to successfully pretend you care about sports. What? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. The sky is falling. (laughs) If you can't beat them, join them, is what I say. And I will be taking you on a jaunt through memory lane with the history of the selfie. Oh, there's a history? There's a history. Excuse me. Okay. (laughs) So before we get started, allow me to tell you the story of me and sports. (laughs) Don't worry, it's not going to take that long. How long is it? (laughs) It's very short. Oh, it's done. Yep, that's basically it. So when I was growing up, my mom would always give me like Redskins winter apparel to wear Ooh. so that I could be like a man. I'm because, trying to imagine this. Uh, it was like five sizes too big. I was just like swimming in it. It wasn't cool. Oh. And there was that huge image of I was gonna a Native say, American on it. Look at you trotting that around might have, yeah. wrong side of history. So I don't have it anymore. So oh, don't sh- at me. You do shock me. <laughs> so that was bad enough. Mm-hmm. But then she wanted me to actually play sports. Oh, and you were like, we do not do this, mom. Oh. I was too young to say no. To refuse. So she enlisted me in soccer and I played for a little while. You got drafted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was nothing glorious about it. <laughs> and I did not make millions either. And I played for a little while and I tried to be useful. I was a defense player. Defense, mm-hmm. right? And one game, this ball comes out of nowhere. Mm. smacks me in the head. I didn't even see it coming because I wasn't paying attention. Oh my God, this is such rich detail. Oh. And then, <laughs> flashback. just like in the cartoons, stars. Oh. I oh. fell down. I like couldn't see for a little bit. And then my coach comes in. If this was a Hollywood movie, mm-hmm. it would be like, get in there. Like You, you can do this. And I would find some courage mm-hmm. and some bravery within me and be like, you know what? I'm going to use this pain and turn it into productivity and win this game for my team, even though I'm a defense player. And like, that's what happened, happen. right? You were just like... I'm guessing that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, when my coach was like, you can do this. Are you going to go back in there? Let's do this. And I was just like, hell no. I am <laughs> done. I'm done with this game, like this particular one. I'm also done Period. With the sport. Like, I'm out. Yeah. And then I refused to go back. And that was my last that was sporting it. event. You took the high road. Sports don't come up that mm-hmm. much in my life since then. Until recently, with the Warriors winning last year's NBA final, the SF Giants winning three World Series in five years. Mm-hmm. And anytime this kind of thing happens, I get caught up in the excitement. And, and I, the Niners. Mm-hmm. You can't forget about the Niners. They've been Yeah, like, they went to the Super Bowl. This is just noise to me, by the way. You're, you're saying <laughs> these team names. I only know because my husband gets excited and I'm like, oh, a team must be winning. Something. And the flamingos, you know, they won. The sport and... man. Oh, the sea monkeys. Oh, the sharks. Yeah. You can't forget about the sharks. I know that and they're the running real. to get a cup of some sort. So the sharks are real. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I get caught up and I've learned along the way with all of these championships of the Bay Area how to pretend that I care and that I don't be disrespectful when I'm watching sports with people mm. who actually care. That's very considerate of you. Yeah, so Does I have... involved drinking heavily? Is that on the list? Oh, that's because, part of it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Spoiler. How I it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's actually not on here, but let's just add it. Number one, drink. It'll help. Number two, do respect the high holiday and mind your manners. Oh. 
I'm not sure if Emily Post ever touched on the topic of talking loudly during a sporting event. Uh-oh. But I'm sure she would have been um, against it. Oh, it is obnoxious because it's something people care about. Yeah, so, like, don't be a chatterbox while, like, important things are happening. You don't want someone talking loudly while you're watching reruns of Dawson's Creek or yeah. whatever that you care about. Yeah, Sex shut it, City. Kathy. Yeah. Golden Girls. Will yeah. and Grace. Like, yeah, yeah. all of that. Just be quiet when it's <laughs> Will and Grace. <laughs> Will and Grace. Hang on. Will and Grace. <laughs> Was my show. Just going to... Yes. <laughs> Will and Grace. I love Will and Grace. To this day, I will watch reruns of Will and Grace. Oh, man. And you Let's, better not talk during it. It's one of my favorite shows. Next tip. Do wear the right colors. Oh, yeah. Always in life. Yeah. So dressing up is fun. We know this. Uh-uh. Halloween. Mm-mm. Quinceañeras. <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> uh, raves. Proms. <laughs> What's the last rave you went to? Eh, it's been like five years. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll let you off. They've had those recently? Yeah, I've they still happen. I've been to raves since like the 90s. They still do those? Oh. Yeah, okay. warehouses around your neighborhood probably. Let yeah. me get my clothes. The last rave I saw was in a field by a river. That's amazing. You can rave in a field? I wasn't at the rave. I was boating past it. <laughs> what? That's, <laughs> that's very notebook of you. Are you with the hubby? <laughs> I was with, yeah, and a, a bunch of other people in the middle of the night. Wow. This <laughs> visual <laughs> will go with me to the grave. I love this. I'm going to leave it there. Just going to let your imaginations run right. Yeah. I can't believe Kate Bush invited you. That's Isn't really that awesome. wonderful? Yeah. So dressing up is fun. So at least get the colors right if you plan on rooting for a specific team. Mm-hmm. If you are rooting for the Warriors, and let's be real, you are, royal blue and California golden yellow. Oh. Mm-hmm. If you're not living your best life and are rooting for the Cavaliers. Mm, don't. Gold and wine are the wine. go-to colors. I mean, normally that's so good. Don't wear gold and wine is what no, you're saying. No, just wear gold and drink wine. Oh, hello. Mm-hmm. Gold, you can go either way. People don't even know who you're there for. Yeah, it's just a chain yeah. and it makes you look expensive. To be honest, I normally end up wearing the wine as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking enough of it. So people will get confused and be like, you're a Cavs fan because exactly. you have wine stains and a gold chain. And they'll be like, mm-hmm. what? A LeBron? Who's that? <laughs> no, it's serious. I'll tell you soon. <laughs> Next point. Mm-hmm. Do find your people. Life is too short to surround yourself with people that don't get you. Mm-hmm. So find out where your tribe is. Ooh. If you like to be in the middle of the action and you live in San Francisco, Mission Dive Bars is mm-hmm. the place to be. Okay. If you enjoy reliving your college years and want a keg stand or something, go to the marina. No mm-hmm. shade. Actually, all shade. <laughs> and if so you shady. don't like strangers, invite yourself over to a friend's house or stay home and watch a watch a stream. Do people have TVs? Cable. My husband watches it on the phone in the bathroom oh, sometimes. On so the bathroom is real. Wait, does he like run into the bathroom and lock the door? Oh yeah, he'll like, go to the bathroom. I'm like, leave the phone. <laughs> you gotta go to the bathroom. You just hear him and they're being like, yo. <laughs> and you're like, that was a successful poo, I guess. <laughs> if you're gay, you can go to High Tops, which is a sports bar in the Castro. Dude, love that place. Yeah. And if you don't live in San Francisco, I'm sure you can figure it out. But the thing is. Even if you have no investment in the game, mm-hmm. if you win, everyone wants to celebrate and make out. Yes. If you lose, everyone wants to be consoled and make out. So if you're mm-hmm. single, just okay. go out. It's a win-win for you. Yeah. Figure it out. Plus, there's that lovely sense of kind of public occasion. Yes. It's like a hanging. You know? <laughs> a bit of a hanging. <laughs> a hanging. I, wow. I took it to mean like hanging, like hanging out. And I was like, Yeah. And then I was like, oh. I'm thinking more like a public execution of, yes. of medieval times. You know, th- everyone just loved those things. That is what the NBA finals is like. <laughs> no. 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 Okay. And lastly, maybe most importantly, mm-hmm. do your homework. 
No oh. one likes a dunce. So here's some things that you can like talk about with sports fans or just know, and it'll make you like the sporting spectacle. Okay. Knowledge is power. Yeah. So the very least you should know is who's playing. I <laughs> know <laughs> all of three players. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing n- don't ask people loudly, who are they? What? <laughs> I always do. Who's playing? What team is that? <laughs> oh, so on one side, representing the Bay, mm-hmm. as we've said, we have the Warriors. Yes. Warriors. That's how you say it. Dubs. On the other side, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Led by LeBron James, mm. a.k.a. the dude in every commercial that's on TV, mm. a.k.a. the dude in Amy Schumer's movie Trainwreck, mm. a.k.a. the dude in Beyonce's Dreams. Google it. Oh. The way Beyonce looks at him <gasps> makes you believe in a post-Jay-Z existence for oh her. Oh, my gosh. She is feeling it. Maybe. She's, like, touching her hair. She's like, ooh. Oh, Have you seen his wife, though? She seems like she would not let anybody get within an inch of him. Well, if yeah. anyone could break up any marriage, it would be Beyonce. It would be Beyonce. Yeah. So this is the exact same matchup as last year, which the Warriors won. Oh, yes! And it was the first time that their team won since 1975. Right. So it had been a while, and now back-to-back years, because we're just yes. killing it. So for the rest of this segment, I'm going to focus on the Warriors, because... Who cares about the other They don't call Cleveland... The mistake on the lake for nothing. <gasps> How rude. Ooh. The mistake on the lake. Oh in case you didn't catch that. Mm. So this year, the Warriors broke the record for most wins in one season with 79 wins and only nine losses. Mm-hmm. And they unseated the 1996 Chicago Bulls, which were thought of as the best team ever. Insert Michael Jordan crying gift. <laughs> No, it's so sad. He had a good moment in the sun. Mm. We also have Space Jam forever. And we've got Jordans forever. Like, people wear the shoes. He will go on. We've got the Space Jam website, which is fully operational. I know. And you know they're doing a sequel to Space Jam, right? No. LeBron James. LeBron James. It all comes around. Yeah. Did you know that when Space Jam came out, they released, like, a a range of merchandise clothes? And my mother took me to the English equivalent of, like, Safeway or something and bought me, like, head-to-toe Space Jam. Merchandise. I felt wonderful. Really? (laughs) I had the PlayStation game. Really? I was into it. But guys, I don't think I even saw the movie. (laughs) Just went straight to the merchandise. So I was wearing Redskins apparel. You were wearing. (laughs) I was on the right side of history, Emmanuel. Come on. And I was just indifferent. I was like, like, who's that? You bullied people like us. (laughs) Like, you really wearing that, Carly? Are you really wearing that? So, on the Chicago Bulls 1996 team with Michael Jordan mm-hmm. was Steve Kerr, who is the current coach <gasps> oh, I know of that. the Warriors. Oh, that's right! Wait, so he used to be a player? So, he helped break his own record by oh. coaching them correctly. Huh. Yeah, so, there this you go. This is really good knowledge. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They became the 10th team of all time to overcome a 3-1 to one deficit in a best-of-seven series. So right before this finals, they almost weren't going to make it. They were behind so much. Mm -hmm. And then they came back, won three in a row. No one thought they could do it, and they did. So the Warriors, in in case you're mistaken, in case you're confused about who he was talking about. Yeah, not the mistake Mm -hmm. on the lake. the Warriors, not the mistake on the lake. (laughs) (laughs) The team originally came from Philadelphia. Oh. Which is weird. Where the cheese comes from. The cheese steaks. Mm. Will Smith. Yes. And Freshman's of Bel-Air. Amber Rose. <laughs> Amber Rose. West Philadelphia, like, born and raised, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Back then, they won the first ever championship in 1947. So good for them. Mm, okay. Then they moved west in 1962 as the San Francisco Warriors and then became the Golden State Warriors in 1971. Mm-hmm. Here we are. 
So the star of the team is obviously Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. His real name is Wardell. I'm sorry, back it up. Wardell. I'm sorry, say it again. Wardell. That's on his birth certificate? Wardell or... Stephen Curry II. And how are you Ooh. spelling Wardell? War as in world war. Uh-huh. Dell as in computer. <gasps> I've never met a Wardell <laughs> under like the age of 50. Which huh. is why he's going by Steph, I guess. Wardell. War I quite like Wardell. So when you're cheering for him, you can just say Wardell, and then people will be like, that's a true sports fan mm-hmm, over there. I Very know much so. They know his their stuff. Government. I was watching him when <laughs> we were still Wardell. Yeah, I go way back. So he's accomplished a lot in his 28 years, maybe most importantly, helping create the most gifable human being to ever grace the planet, mm-hmm. Riley Curry. Yes. Oh. We all know this. <laughs> if you don't know this, I feel bad for you, and just Google it, and your life will get a thousand times better. Um, this year... Wardell. (laughs) (laughs) We will refer to him as Wardell from this point on. Received 131 unanimous votes to make him the MVP. That has never, ever happened. 131 people having the same thought. Like, Mm -hmm. that does not happen. And yet, there was still some shade. The guy from the Mistake on the Lake had a little something to say about that. You can Google it if you want to know more about it, but he was none too pleased. Well... I'm none too pleased with his state and his city and his team. <laughs> and so. his lake. <laughs> Look at us non-sports fans getting all <laughs> swollen it, it in the brings chest. brings it out of you. It's quite terrifying how quickly we take on affiliations, <laughs> isn't it? Wow. How dare he? <laughs> so, folks out. Curry loves God a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he used to write a Bible verse on his sneakers, which <laughs> says, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Oh, yeah, it's one of those, like, through all things. Yeah, it's like, shout out God. Yeah. Someone else Wardell loves, wife and chef, Aisha Curry. Hey, girl. He met her at a church group. Their first date was a walk along the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, Mm. that's like a movie. Are they, like, teenage sweethearts? Basically, yeah. Yeah. And she was in an episode of Hannah Montana. No. Just so you know. One last thing about Wardell. Every time he commits more than three turnovers, Mm -hmm. which is a bad thing. Um, I was going to say, I thought that was a good thing. <laughs> I was like, yes, he turned the ball over to his team. Uh, to the other team. So that's the problem. That makes sense. Oh, you mean like, whoopsie, lost it. Yeah. Bunch of it. Gave it to the other team. Okay. Um, every time that happens, he has to give his mom $100. Really? Aww. Yeah. And then Ooh. she collects her money and then buys some fashionable item. This website said. So. Wardell's mother does not play around, does How she? would you call that at this? When I think turnover, I think about Apple. Yeah, I think <laughs> of delicious it's treats. It's not a negative association for me. I just love the idea of his mum at the end of the game being like, <coughs> pay me my money. Pay the woman. Wardell better have my money. Hundred dollars in my pocket. Have my money. <laughs> Another major player is Draymond Green. Yes. Oh. He's super passionate. Maybe too much so. Why so? He's at risk for being suspended over committing too many flagrant fouls. Oh, no. That's not just a traditional foul. That's like obscene level. A flagrant mm. foul. Like in a recent game, he kicked someone in the balls oh. by, by accident, supposedly. I saw the photo. Didn't look like an accident. No. <laughs> it did not look like How did your leg get underneath this man? An accident. In <laughs> between his legs. While you're jumping. Yeah. While no. you're playing. There's no kicking in basketball, sir. Well, there is for Draymond Green. <laughs> So he has to be careful in the finals. Hopefully he doesn't hit anyone too hard. Back in the ninth grade, he was caught cheating on a biology test, and his mom was not having it. She's like, give me $100. (laughs) No, she did something even better than that. She gave away every belonging he had in his room. (gasps) Oh, 
she's old school. Parenting skills. She's old school. I like it. I'm worried for your children when you get home. Listen. Like, things are going to be different around here. If it's here. good enough for him, it's good enough for you. Stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> also, in Stars, They're Just Like Us News, mm-hmm. Draymond looked around. I was like, the rent is too damn high in San Francisco. Hello. I am moving across the bridge to Emeryville by the Ikea. He made Emeryville happen. Yeah. Oh, does he live by the Ikea? I mean, I just uh, made that up because okay. that's all it's I know that's there. It's more to Emeryville Ikea. <laughs> it is pretty much like half of Emeryville, though. And the last player that I will spotlight is the best for last, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. My favorite, Clay Thompson. Who is he? He comes from a kind of a royal family in terms of athletics his dad played in three separate nba teams back in his day okay his brother michael plays as part of the nba development league and his other brother trace plays professional baseball for the la dodgers oh so it's genetic without his playoff record for most three-pointers we wouldn't even be in the finals this year he killed it. I think it was something crazy, like 41 points out of the game or whatever. He doesn't get enough shine because people talk about uh, b- about. It's all Wardell. about Wardell, yeah. yeah. But Clay is just as great. That's cool and all, but the major reason I love Clay is that there's a high school photo of him dressed up as a Hogwarts wizard from Harry Potter. No. <laughs> floating around the internet. He has a wand and everything. There's also a photo series of him geeking out recently on a trip to Orlando's Harry Potter theme park. Aww. So... He's just like a geek at heart, and I love him. And so he's a Harry Potter fan. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so no, I'm like, I'm. that's endearing. He's a total Gryffindor because he's brave. <laughs> um, ten and, points for Gryffindor. <laughs> yes. Of a lot points. of three-pointers for oh, Gryffindor. With ten of us. Yeah. No, wait, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're Apple. Unless they're Apple. Unless they're Apple. Sportsmen are so confusing. <sighs> um, the last little factoid about Clay is that... He has a relationship with a Cavaliers player named Kevin Love, who he grew up with. They were childhood friends. They played on the same Little League team in Oregon. And in last year's finals, Kevin Love got injured and couldn't play Mm -hmm. and had to watch his childhood friend. I don't know if they're friends anymore win and beat his team and get the title it's like a movie he thinks if he had been able to play things would have been different so oh, this is his reckoning this like year. frenemies huh he's like, yeah. like coming mythological kind of for thing. you it's like elsie and heidi all over again Ooh. from the hills Jeez. so oh, also kevin loves uncle is a founding member of the beach boys oh, oh. just throw that in there why don't you uh, yeah so that's a little cherry on top so do you got all that information i do i'm actually more Interested now. Now that Good. I can say, now that I can say, go Wardell, <laughs> I am planning to watch the game. So, if all of this doesn't seem interesting to you, one last bit of advice. Another good way to up your interest level mm-hmm. is if you're a girl, gay boy, or open minded straight guy, <laughs> go through both teams' rosters online, pick your next boyfriend. Oh. As anyone who has crushed on their math teacher mm-hmm. knows, love can make any subject. Interesting. <laughs> now go forth and yell, Go Warriors! Or something like that. Go Wardellers! <laughs> I feel as sporty as sporty spice. <laughs> this was all for Melcy. You know what that weird sound that Jamidra makes means. <laughs> it's obligatory news story time. And yes. there's nothing obligatory about it. Nothing. Nothing. 
So, you guys, we all love pizza, right? Yeah, duh. And it gives us life, but did you know it could save your life? <gasps> oh, how so? A man by the name of Kirk Alexander loves pizza a lot. So much that he calls his Domino's in Salem, Oregon, like regularly every other day or something, for mm. the past 10 years. So, when employees realized he hadn't ordered a pizza in 11 days, they worried something bad happened. They sent a driver Mm-mm. over to his house. <laughs> I can see where this is going I already. I can't believe this is your obligatory news story it is. of the week. It's right, life and death, people. You domino shill. <laughs> All right, Emmanuel has a talking stick. I'm going to let you, you have the talking stick. <laughs> That's true. Thank you. That's true. Indoor voices, everybody. Come on. So they send a delivery person to his house, and the lights and TV were on, and he wasn't answering the door or his phone, so they called 911. And the cops showed up, and they found Kirk, our friend, quote, suffering from medical problems that could have ended his life. Were those problems related to eating pizza (laughs) every day? Were they cheese-related? We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, funny how the the news story (laughs) runs out of details there, isn't it? So they got him to a hospital where he is, last time I checked, in stable condition and recuperating nicely. So pizza saves people. Pizza saves. Lies. (laughs) I love that detail about they went round and all the lights were on, the TV was on, and he wasn't answering the door. That's just like Wednesday for me. Don't ring my doorbell. I'm not answering. answering. Call first. Even the calling's scary. I don't want that either. Well, so in my house, when I grew up, it was like, don't show up in my house unannounced. Never. You need to announce yourself. Well, dude, I tried to call Emmanuel the other day and he reacted as if I'd asked him for bone marrow. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I just wanted to speak to you. I actually said something like, I am rescinding your millennial card. How dare you call me on the phone? <laughs> Could you believe what was happening? That the phone was like vibrating in your hand, but the vibration didn't stop and it was simultaneously making a noise? And your picture was there, like, <laughs> shaming me for not picking up. It was a lot to deal with. And this is why I don't like calls. Text me and then I can process in a normal, healthy way. So entitled. Yeah. Yeah, That's a millennial for you, though. Very much Entitled. (laughs) Also Domino's, because I work for them. This podcast is sponsored by (laughs) Domino's Pizza. Some guy on a train in England was like, I really am craving a Domino's pizza. I didn't have time to get food before I got on here. There's no food cart. I'm going to call them and tell them to come to my train stop for the two-minute window where my train's passing through. And they did it, and there's a video of it. His name is Hungry DJ Artwork, Mm -mm. and he was on his way from Sheffield to Glasgow, a five-hour journey, and they did it for him. (laughs) Sounds about right. Yeah. See, um, I haven't had Domino's in years, but is there something in Domino's that is this addictive that people are eating it every day for 10 years well i suddenly feel like a domino's right now me too guys (laughs) i would like to point out one extreme flaw with your story Mm -hmm. he was on a train going from sheffield to glasgow in england that's what it said (laughs) and he was wondering where the food cart was it's a food trolley (gasps) it's not a cart it's a trolley well, send your tweets to Hungry DJ Artwork because that's what he said. A little anecdote about me being a Kirk Alexander. I don't love pizza because I'm lactose intolerant. I eat it on occasion, but not always. But I love burritos from a place called Papalote in the city. And it got to the point where I would call in my order all the time. And they would stop me before I ordered and be like, Emmanuel, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. And they're like... Grilled veggie burrito, black beans, the guac on the side. Like, (laughs) they know me. And so if I ever drop dead, 
they're the ones who are going to find me, not you guys, because I'm not picking your phone calls up. <laughs> no. and you don't expect anything else from me. So, no. Also, mm. shout out to Coffee Bar near KQED, who have my energy bar waiting for me every single morning Aww. in a little brown So if you bar. died, they would know this. They would. I mean, but I, there are several days where I don't show up to work, and no <gasps> one's called the police. So. Oh, so they would notice, but they just wouldn't care. Their love is transactional. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy at Starbucks don't even know my name. <laughs> He's like, Jamie? <laughs> Jujubee? What's your name again? Who you? Every morning we go through this. You're going to tell me I ain't had my coffee yet. You work at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. So that was your obligatory news story of the week, people. Oh, pizza saves sometimes. Nourishing. Mm, yeah, I feel full. Pasta! So, folks, I think it's fair to say that we've all taken a few selfies in our time. Oh, beyond. Would you say? Mm, I took mm-hmm. one this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I just showed my earrings off. See the Afro Oh, I earrings? saw that. It was a good selfie. Oh, I was like, you know, Roots is on this week. Let me pull out the Afro pigs. So, you guys, in an age where selfies seems to constitute like roughly 90% of social media, it's hard to imagine a time oh. without selfies where we didn't record what we all looked like or even know what we really looked like. So I wanted to give you a little trip oh. back through the years, hundreds of years, about the history of the selfie. Are you going to take us back to cave paintings? I'm going to take it all the way. <laughs> Actually, not that far. <laughs> but I'm going to throw it all the way back to talk about self-portraits. Number one, it seems so hard to think about now, but people didn't always know what they looked like. Isn't that an insane I'm trying to wrap my head around that idea. People didn't always know exactly what their faces looked like and why. Because mirrors didn't become mass-produced or affordable until relatively recently. So you know that feeling when you discover that you've had a piece of spinach. That's what I was going to say! In between your teeth. (laughs) Or when your mascara has fallen down underneath your under eyes all day because you have no access to a mirror. We've all had that, right? And because you ain't got no real friends. Because nobody told you what was up. Just tell people. Mm -hmm. They always want to know. I know it's awkward to tell people. PSA. But do tell them. Mm. But try imagining that feeling happening for every day for the rest of your life because that would be what living back in the day without access to a mirror would be like. Imagine such a thing. And they didn't even know which side they preferred for They didn't have a favorite side like Ariana Grande. I have to believe that there were some people who spent time staring into lakes. Well, <laughs> you joke, but the alternative to polished mirrors was like water. Oh man. People improvise with like looking into dark water. They also had polished stones like obsidian, which is a naturally occurring volcanic glass, you guys. Mm. Beautiful. But, you know, who's got access to polished obsidian? I'll tell you who. Very rich people. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. the not the commoners like us. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously like po- She's called us basic. You know? <laughs> yeah. Narps. Your your basic polished precious metals worked well as well, but they're spendy. Like who's got access to them? So much of your identity and how you think about yourself, it's tied up with your perception of how you look and like what your face is. When you think of yourself, your face pops into your head, right? And so imagine not having a face to pop into your head. I think it would make you easier to order around. You'd have less of a sense of identity and self. People were much more pliable, I think. Hmm. I guess you would have to also react off of like how people treat you. Like, 
I guess I am attractive because people treat me <laughs> nice. People in the village say I'm attractive. Or people like run screaming, so maybe there's something wrong Aww. with me. <laughs> but like genuinely, like, oh, there's a lake too late. It's a fleeting glimpse. <laughs> <laughs> what color are my eyes? Nobody no really idea. knows. <laughs> it's so sad. So if you lived in like a landlocked place. You're, you're getting no view of yourself. Maybe it'd be quite freeing. But anyway, metal-coated glass mirrors are said to have been invented in modern-day Lebanon in the first century AD. And glass mirrors backed with gold leaf were apparently kicking around ancient Rome. But even if you had one because of the low reflectivity of polished metal, these mirrors gave you like a darker image than modern ones. So you still couldn't really see yourself. Hmm. And with like indoor lighting, like candles, you're not really seeing anything. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So you've got a mirror, but you can't really see you're like is it a person too light (laughs) (laughs) then it's gone exactly so in china like they're pretty forward thinking they started making mirrors with the use of silver mercury as early as 500 a.d shout out china for getting on that because it wasn't until the early renaissance that european manufacturers got their asses in gear and started doing itself. Don't be so tardy China, for the party. They were already like, my makeup is fly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are doing. <laughs> and some dude in Venice is like, oh, yeah, this is good. In like the 16th century, Venice, they worked it out because they were all about the glass making. Mm, so right. that's why they made their mirrors. And so it became like the center of this mirror production. And you were getting like really good reflections, right? People were like, I can see my face in this. This is brilliant. Make a thousand of them. So this is like the iPhone 6 of mirrors was basically <laughs> invented in the 16th century in Venice. But still, guys, what's the problem? They are spendy. Yeah. We are still not getting one. That keeps them rich and powerful, though, because they mm-hmm. can exit and look amazing. Meanwhile, yeah. we're just like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got that spinach in between your teeth. And the trouble is, like, true mass manufacture of mirrors, like, it only really comes about in, like, the 19th century when this German chemist is like, yes, in the uh, 1830s. <laughs> is that what he said? That's what he said. <laughs> yes. He's like, acting, I've done it. Um, and he had, like, a whole silvering process and then affordable mirrors Everyone's got them. You get a mirror. Which is a good thing. <laughs> you get a mirror. It's very Oprah, like, insert over there. So, but before the photograph, if you wanted to have, like, a recorded image of yourself, you had to do a portrait of yourself. What a drag. This is such a drag. Time-consuming. Seriously. And we don't actually know when the first self-portrait was, but we've got them in, like, ancient Egyptian painting and some sculptures and, like, on ancient Greek vases. And apparently, one of the first self-portraits was made by the pharaoh, Ankhenaten's chief sculptor in 1365 BC. So put that mm. down on your calendars, wow. guys. Wow. And also, apparently, there was a Greek sculptor who just sculpted himself into the Parthenon. Wow. <laughs> he was like, while I'm doing it, I might as well put my face in there. So, like, the traditional <laughs> selfie, self-portrait, like, painting, as we know it, didn't come around until relatively recently. So artists started sneaking themselves, like, sneaking into paintings they were doing like uh, you would get like an illuminated manuscript and some dude would like draw a tiny tiny little picture of himself there as like a tiny little signature and you'll also have paintings which have the artist like sneaked into them like in uh, in a mirror or something or a polished surface or like mm. the shiny surface of like a knight's armor you'll see this little face and it's the artist being like hello <laughs> it's like blank was here yeah Seriously, and it's super cute. And uh, the first kind of painted selfies were really practical because people would do like um, mythological scenes or stuff from the Bible or something. And they'd be like, oh, I don't want to pay a model today. I'll just do my own face. I'm cheap. But I do want to tell you a little bit about my favorite dude, the selfie king of the 15th century. <gasps> oh. His name is Albrecht Dürer. He was a German painter, printmaker and certified hottie. 
Yes. Okay. Seriously. I need I need to see a, a painting. I'm Take your phone photo. into the bathroom and Google <laughs> Albrecht Durer. This is a phone in the bathroom Seriously, episode, Seriously, this guy had it all. He was a bit of a superstar. He was highly conscious of his public image, his reputation. He was like hustling hard around Europe, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, you want a painting? That's going to be a lot of money. People were paying like good folding money for his stuff. And so he was prolific about the old self-portraits. And he probably depicted himself more than any other artist before him. He was a <laughs> selfie addict. He was like the Kim K. <laughs> the Kim Seriously. K day. <laughs> Guess what age he did his first selfie in? 12. 13. Close. <laughs> He was the Kylie and the Kendall, yes. basically just in the background. 1484, he's like doing himself as a 13-year-old boy that's still in, in circulation, this image. And he also did sexy selfies, guys. He did first trap sexy <laughs> selfies. Age 22, he did the sexy self-portrait with a flower and probably to send to his new fiance. Ooh. To be like, you like that? Or whatever the German is There's for. You like, like that? that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He also specialized in feeling my look selfies. He did a self-portrait which depicts him as like a dandy in this really Ooh. fashionable, or what was then fashionable, like yeah. Italian dress. You'd look at it now and be like, what the hell? But like he, he was basically showing off being like, I'm super famous, I'm rich. What are you going to do? Look at me now. He's like a, like a peacock man. But where does he, I wonder if they were all on the wall, like at his house or like when you came in, you're just like, whoa. <laughs> you're like, well, you really do like painting yourself, oh. don't you, Albrecht? He preempted Kim by 500 years, guys. <laughs> he also did nude selfies. Of himself? He did. Seriously. They exist? Yeah. We can see? You can see them. Okay. <laughs> well, she's not his eyes. Don't find it. Seriously, like he also found time to go to the gym. <laughs> Clearly. Wow. In between doing all these portraits. He originated CrossFit and Kim K. He actually Hello. did. Do you know his last self-portrait? He went out with a bang. Guess who he painted himself as? Oh. Um, Guess. Jesus? Jesus. Oh, my he God. Did. <laughs> I'm like, how big can we go? He was the Yeezy off his time. Wow. And you know what? Google this portrait of him because he's looking so <laughs> fine. Long flowing hair. It's kind of like a hipster vibe. Flash forward several hundred years, guys, to the new selfie king. <gasps> it is Vincent Van Gogh. Van Gogh? Van Gogh. How do you say it? Van Gogh. I'm just going to call him Vinny. Ben <laughs> exactly. Diesel. He drew and painted himself more than 43 times between 1886 and 1889. That's what you do when you're depressed. New selfie king. And do you know what he specialized in? The sexy look away. Oh, yeah. He very rarely looks out at the at you when mm-hmm. you're looking at him. Just He's always into the like, distance. Exactly. Much like Bieber does. Yeah. It's like kind of, you know, thoughtful. Is it Bieber? Yeah. Did we just compare Justin Bieber? To, to We've compared Mango? a lot of historical people to <laughs> problematic people. Like last episode when I said Alexander Hamilton was the Ray J of his time. <laughs> Don't I wasn't going to say nothing about Do that. Not but guys, we're now at the photographic era. Guess when the very first photo selfie was taken. The very first photo. The very first photo of a person, a self-portrait. Can I do a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire when they talk out the process? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please okay. do. Okay. Here's what out. I'm thinking. You know I love Abraham Lincoln. I know you do. I know there are selfie-ish things of him. Evidence-based thinking. I like it. Carry on. So he was prominent in like 1860s doing mm-hmm. his thing, Civil mm-hmm. War thing, but I've seen young pictures of him. So if we're going back like 20 years, my guess is 1840. Jimmy Drab. I don't want to give you any clues. Hmm. So we're talking about selfies. I'm thinking about how big those cameras used to be. <laughs> <laughs> as big as Ikea, I remember. Like, <laughs> and, 
and how big that flash bulb was. So I'm trying to figure out if somebody would be capable of taking a photo of themselves, Mm -hmm. even though photo technology existed. So Emmanuel went for 1840. You're going higher? I think I'm going to go higher. I'm going to say... 18, I'm going to give them a couple years to figure it out. 18, <laughs> 1860. Oh, guys, i got to tell you, Emmanuel was closest. It's 1839. Uh, what? Okay, I so know. who was like, how did they do it? Okay, it's a guy called Robert Cornelius. Okay. He's an American pioneer of photography. He is the son of Dutch immigrants in Philadelphia. Where the warriors mm-hmm. come exactly. from. Okay. To quote Hamilton, immigrants, <laughs> they get the job done. Yes. Yeah. So he did a daguerreotype of himself in 1839, which is one of the first photographs of a person. Okay. How hot is he? he like, <laughs> I mean, he's not like Albrecht Dürer right. hot, but he's still pretty He's dead. decent. Yeah, once you go Dürer, you can't uh, go back. <laughs> <laughs> For all of you who aren't aficionados of early photography processes, a daguerreotype is one of the very first forms of photography. And so you polish a sheet of silver-plated copper to a mirror finish, and then you treat it with fumes that make the surface light-sensitive, and then you expose it in a camera. And and then you get like a, a latent image that fumes it with mercury vapor. Apparently, you get very kind of smoky oh, image. Okay, so I was thinking about the whole flash bulb. Yeah, this is situation. like old school. Okay. This is like on a sheet of metal. All right. Great. So good old Robert Cornelius. And then we've got basically all bets are off. People just start taking selfies left, right, and center. Yeah. But the vast majority of selfies that we now have, they're people who are either photographers uh, or just really, really rich. So like you've got like Grand Duchess Anastasia of Russia <gasps> in 1914. Good Google that. It's an amazing I know this image. photo. It what? looks so modern. She, it looks like it was taken yesterday. She's okay, like a explain. surly teen holding the camera, right? Yeah. And then she's looking forward. Gazing at her own face, presumably in a mirror, like in wonder. I'm like obsessed with Anastasia. Yeah. As you guys know, I love history. Yeah, yeah. And she wrote in a letter like, my hands hurt so much from like holding it up because you have to trembling. stand there. Yeah. Anyway, she's gorgeous and unfortunately was murdered in cold blood. But, like, it does look like the moon filter on Instagram. Looks like she chose (laughs) one of the black and white ones. Um, Also, guess which famous astronaut took a selfie in space in 1966? Oh. Neil? I'm like, like, buzz. Buzz Aldrin. Oh, second man. He was meant to be photographing uh, UV light from stars, and he was like, I'll just take a selfie. And, like, it's the best selfie in the world because, like, the Earth is spinning behind him. No big deal. Yeah, kind of. No big deal. Check my backdrop. Exactly. Trumps everyone's. Also, the Beatles were super into selfies in, like, the 60s and the 70s. There's tons of selfies of, like, George Harrison and Paul McCartney holding cameras and just, like, gazing at themselves. Hipsters. I know. Yeah, they were the original (laughs) hipsters. So, guys, when was the word selfie coined? Do you remember that suddenly everyone just started saying it? Oh. Did it feel like that to you, too? That was, I would say, hmm. probably selfie came into play when smartphones became a thing. thing. Yeah. So, and, like, MySpace, right? Yeah. Well, you're well, exactly like, right. I'm going to say 2005. Oxford Dictionaries named selfie the word of the year in 2013. Oh. They actually hmm. claimed that someone invented it from a, a certain country. <gasps> Guess what that country was? Uh... We've talked about this country quite a bit and how much we love their use of language. Australia? Ding, ding, ding. You're right. <laughs> okay. They claimed that in 2002, an Australian man coined the word selfie. This is what the Oxford Dictionary said. They said that on an online forum about science in 2002, some guy in this discussion about dissolvable stitches of all things. So it's this group of Australian people in 2002 on an online forum talking about 
stitches and getting stitches. And this guy, who calls himself Hopi, he recounts how he drunkenly fell over one day and cut his lip on a step, which required stitching up. And he attaches a picture of his face and his busted lip with the stitches in it. He tells the story of what Mm -hmm. happened, and then he ends with the words, and sorry about the focus, it was a selfie. And now look at the word going off like a what? Frog Frog in a a sock. (laughs) Trouble is, guys, it's not true. What? He didn't invent it. Australians were apparently saying it a lot because that's their thing to put E on the end of oh. words, like like mm. they'll say like Barbie for barbecue or like Aussie for Australian. It's right. just what they do. So just because this guy, Hopi, whose name is actually like, I think it's like James Hope. He calls himself Hopi. But he added an E to that too. Exactly. That's what he does. So your name is Carl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wardell and Carl. Duh. I thought you knew. So just because Australians have been saying it forever doesn't mean that this guy did it. Nice. And guys, the rest is history. Front-facing cameras came out in 2003. Shout out Sony Ericsson uh, Z1010. It introduced the concept of the front-facing camera. It gave rise to MySpace pics, which, you know, we all know what they look like. That's like the blinding flash in the bathroom yeah. mirror. Mm-hmm. And then you get Facebook, where stuff started to look better. And then you get Kim Kardashian's Selfish Book in 2015, which is 448 pages of selfies. we get a timeline? This is the timeline. Oh, like a timeline. I'm going to give you it. <laughs> and then you've got selfie sticks, where somewhere in 2015, they went from laughing stock of the world to pretty quite common. And they were they claimed their first fatality in July of 2015. Oh, what happened? People keep falling off cliffs and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, we... a guy in Wales was taking his own photo with a selfie stick, and it got struck by lightning because apparently it what? conducted the lightning. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Oh, well, at least he didn't like fall off a cliff or something. That you happens know? too, Stories though. Of people I think. who fall off cliffs because they're taking selfies. Yeah, seriously. Be careful out there, y'all. Mm-mm. Be really careful. So, in a nutshell, that is the long and storied history of people seeing themselves and then recording it. I hope you enjoyed it, guys. I certainly did. Are. I learned a lot here. I need to look up those paintings, though. Seriously, go Hello. and Google. I'll bet jurors, Christ. So in keeping with the sports focus of the beginning of this episode, we're going to ride out with a song from diehard Warriors fan and local rapper E-40. The song's called Choices, parentheses, Yup, Golden State Warriors Remix. Did it happen in one day? Nope. Came a long way? Yup. Never know what kind of angle? Nope. Crossover break your ankle? Yup. Slop you with the rock? Nope. Steph Curry with the shot? Yup. Suckers? Nope. Thanks to our podcast papa, David Marcus. Thanks to Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs for our amazing theme song that you hear at the beginning of the show. Thank you to Howard Gelman behind the glass. And thanks to Jay Simpson for helping me edit. Please subscribe on iTunes. Also rate us if you like us. If you don't, um, you never heard this. Until next week, find us on social media. I am Excuse My Beauty without the first D on Twitter. I am at Teacup in the Bay. I am at Jimmy Dresses. Follow us, favorite our stuff, retweet. Bye. Bye. We never gon' choke. No, no, no. I'm stay getting money. Yeah, yeah. And I ain't gotta sell my soul. No, no. I'm stay getting money. Yeah, yeah.
like me. No. 